0: the shade hey brother for the wine drink the drink that i have made hey brother,
1: the wine tell you why good sunny, evening love love happy and sunday, 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 and sunday, and sunday and welcome to drink in the, the style day. brought to you by habitation furnishing and design i am your host gregory rich and i'm gonna help you kill your sunday early evening with some booze and conversation Tonight, we are branching out of our traditional interior design discussion and into the world of kitchens and bathrooms. We have Miss Kristen and ASID Designer and Fixture Consultant from Montagio Boutique Bath and Kitchen Supply Store located in the North Loop right here in Minneapolis. Kristen, welcome to the program. Hello. I'm so happy to have you here, and I'm so excited to talk about kitchens and baths. Yeah,
2: thanks for having me.
1: It's so often something that we don't talk about, uh, and we focus on living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms. but
2: More of the furniture aspect.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Whereas you are going to bring in some interesting conversation and some insight. Into Hopefully. Of the yeah, I know, right? No pressure, Kristen. No yeah, pressure, no pressure. <laughs> All right. This week also, we are without our usual mixologist wingman. So I, Gregory Rich, your host, will be crafting our cocktail. Now, since uh, multitasking is now considered passe, uh, and my primary responsibility is hosting the show, I'm going to keep this simple. We're going to drink the Americano cocktail. Now, the Americano is a... uh uh, a cocktail that is often confused with an Americano coffee drink, because we're Americans, and we That's like to That's what eat. I thought it was. Everybody does. Yeah. It's my wife's big go-to cocktail, and um, whenever we order it at a bar or restaurant, unless it's specifically on the menu, as it occasionally is, mostly in the summer, uh, people look at her as if, why are you ordering a, a coffee at 11.30 p.m.? It right. Makes no sense. That's what I would feel like. I know. I know it is. I mean, it's just one of those confusing things, but... uh uh, it is actually a full fledged cocktail. We're going to talk a little bit about the history uh, of it. Specifically, the Americano dates back to 1860. It's a 19th century, one of the earliest drinks that uh, Americans are still drinking. It was created by Senora Gaspare Campari, who uh, actually uh, created the uh, liqueur Campari. Which he named after himself. He also had good a good man. I know, right? He's, yeah. Italians like are, that. are not bad at uh, at at you know. Blowing their own horn, you call it. Um, he also had a bar in Milan, Italy, which was called the Campari Cafe.
2: Not, I like it. I
1: know his kids were probably named Campari
2: Just Junior, Campari
0: the Third, <laughs> Campari the Fourth,
1: or something like that. But he created Campari as a liqueur and uh, and and started making all these different cocktails associated with it. And one of the first things that he did back in 1860 was that he took his brainchild, Campari liqueur, he blended it with a red or sweet vermi- vermouth, uh, topped it off with some soda water, and behold, we have a cocktail that you can enjoy.
2: Nice. I'm excited and, to try it.
1: I know. It's absolutely, it's, it's really, really delicious. So uh, once again, the ingredients are extremely simple. About an ounce of Campari, about an ounce of red uh, sweet vermouth, uh, pour over ice, top off with some sparkling water. And uh, enjoy garnish with an orange. So, Brett, I'm going to pull this magic feet off if you can hit us with some cocktail drink uh, mixing music. Nice. Thank you very much. The uh, the music, by the way, is Millionaire's Holiday. I like it. I know, totally 60s, cool
2: drive. Very fun.
1: We're coming up to uh, to Christmas, and my favorite Christmas album is by an artist named Esquivel, who is Spanish, who did this whole uh, kind of mid-century, modern Christmas album of, of, I don't even know how to describe it, but... We'll, we'll move into that when we get into uh, the Christmas season. Does that work for you, Brett? Yeah, that works for me. All right. Okay, so we start with the Campari. So one ounce, or because uh, I like alcohol, we're going to make it an ounce and change for uh, the start. And Campari, by the way, is this beautiful kind of orangey-red colored uh, liqueur that is somewhat bitter, and that's why you have the sweet vermouth. Then you're going to mix in equal parts of uh, sweet vermouth, and I recommend a decent sweet vermouth since this is a big part of the cocktail. Um, in this case, we are using Dolan uh, vermouth, which is not terrible, about 16 bucks for a decent-sized bottle. Then we're going to add sparkling water.
0: Ooh.
1: A little bit of bubbles. Lighten the whole thing up. Add a uh, orange wedge, voila, on the side, of course. And by the way, they always put the uh, cocktail uh, garnish on the side because some people do or don't like it, and it's up to you whether you want to knock that little bugger put into the in drink, drink, which I do.
2: Interesting.
1: Because I'm a guy, I didn't bring a swizzle stick, I'm just going <laughs> to use the knife, mix it up, and ladies and gentlemen, we have the Americano.
2: It's very pretty.
1: Isn't it though? Yeah. It's a gorgeous ruby color. So, it is. Kristen, I'm going to give you the first sip oh, of the geez, Americano. Thank you. Tell me what you think. It's good. It's delicious. It's, it's
2: good. It's a lot better than I was expecting, actually.
1: I know. People aren't used to drinking Campari and sweet vermouth, and sweet vermouth is usually just like the tiniest little bit of. It's
2: very light, much lighter than I thought it would be.
1: It is. It's a good summer cocktail uh, as well, or, you know, the uh, Campari. Who was it? Um, James Bond, in one of the early James Bond Ian Fleming books, actually drank not a martini, but an Americano. And he insisted that you didn't use sparkling water. You had to use Perrier specifically.
2: Perrier. But
1: Perrier. he would drink it in the book when he went to a uh, cafe or a bistro because, as he put it, it is a drink that is really hard to not do well. Sure. It's easy. Everybody has the same basic ingredients, and there it is.
2: Nice. Yeah. I like it. Speaking of books, Kristen, what's the last book you read? Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I'm reading two different books right now, and they're very different.
1: You're one of those people Um, who can do
2: simultaneous books? I like to do that. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Good for you. Anyway, the first one is called um, The Stranger Beside Me. It's by Anne Rule, and it's basically about... Ted Bundy and how he committed all these murders, and it's kind of interesting.
1: I'm slightly worried sitting in the studio. With I know,
2: right <laughs> I know, but um, it's like you it's know, just... my
1: daughters are are totally into, or, or for some reason, this also worries me. Sophia, my older daughter, loved watching shows about murder uh, and about prisons. Yeah, uh, and then the other one likes kind of criminal background. So,
2: Forensic Files. Thing. I like Forensic Files.
1: What else are you reading?
2: Um, The other one is, it's called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. (laughs) So it's like one of those self-help, like, make you feel better books.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. It's, it's... It's like,
2: you can do this. You're amazing. Makes you feel good.
1: (laughs) There are 12 Rules to Life that is really big now by uh, Berger, I think it is. I read part of it. Or actually, no, I listened to part of it on Audible. And I just... I just did not like it. There's this book that's called The Happiness Hypothesis, and it says oh, it says that every self-help book that you've ever read can be distilled into one truth, and that is happiness is a choice. Yes. And you can believe that. Right. All right. Well, geez. I agree with that. That was a great first segment because that yeah. had deep knowledge. I think I should just drop the mic and say thank you, good night, and play nothing but Louis Primo music for the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're taking a break uh when we come back we're talking about kitchens and baths stick with us
0: Angelina I adore you evil you pay.
1: Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park.
0: I'm John Peterson of Ferndale Market, and I'm the third generation to grow turkeys on our family farm in Cannon Falls.
1: We've grown them the same way since 1939, free-range and without antibiotics. We're proud of the way our turkey tastes naturally, so we don't add a thing. Just 100% pure turkey. Preserve your free-range Thanksgiving turkey today for pickup at our store right on the farm in scenic Cannon Falls or at one of our Metro retail partners. Visit us at ferndalemarket.com for more information or to reserve your turkey today. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool, in any event. Check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com, and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard.
0: Hello, humans! It's Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m., where I talk about being a practical idealist. I want to invite you to a special talk I'm giving, Gray Area Thinking, on Monday, November 5th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Open Book Literary Center in Minneapolis. I've been giving this talk, Gray Area Thinking, to businesses all across North America. Now I'm offering Gray Area Thinking to the general public. Gray Area Thinking teaches how to be more accepting of people who look different than you or me, or who are LGBTQ or of a different religion. It's work grounded in the teachings of Dr. King and Robert F. Kennedy. I'd love for you to join me on Monday, November 5th at Open Book at 6.30 p.m. to register Google Eventbrite Tickets Gray Area Thinking or go to elliekrug.com and look for Human is Human public events on the menu. Please come and please bring someone. More than ever, our country needs gray area thinking. This is Gregory Rich,
1: host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about designer rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment, then swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab—it's only a matter of time.
0: Five months, two weeks, two days. My loving baby's been gone. Five months, two weeks. Home with me. Hurry, oh, baby. Hurry,
1: welcome back oh, Drinking the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and this evening we are enjoying an Americano cocktail with a very charming Kristen Meldestad from Montaggio Kitchen and Bath in Minneapolis. Kristen, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, all right. I've known you for a few years and uh, you have spent a lot of time developing expertise in the kitchen and bath space. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about Montaggio?
2: Sure, I'd love to. So uh, Montaggio is a boutique kitchen and bath showroom in the North Loop um, and we are primarily focusing on like European brands, um, a little bit more contemporary, though we do also have some traditional lines of um, plumbing and um, things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Makes, that, that. That makes sense. I mean, the, the Italians tend to be a little more contemporary in general. It's one of the big things that, you know, when Americans tend to decorate and they go with what they feel is a european style they tend to gravitate towards these kind of old world styles that really is not seen very often anymore in europe unless it's authentically old sure yeah the the majority of stuff that comes out now is is more contemporary and cleaner in design yeah definitely yeah yeah all right so let's let's uh start at the top uh top line with this thing what trends are you seeing specifically
2: I would say what one thing that we're seeing is like a big change in diff, offering different finishes. So like we've, we're seeing a lot of unlacquered brass. We're seeing a lot of matte black finishes um, where traditionally, you know, faucets and, and things like that were always just chrome. And now we're seeing a lot more either chrome or satin nickel. And now we're just seeing a lot of different Really? Yeah.
1: See, that's nice to hear. People are branching into some different types of of looks. You said an unlacquered brass. Brass, yep. Mm -hmm. Is that a... Only one drink in. (laughs) I can't say brass. Great. (laughs) This show's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that more of a brushed finish, or is it...
2: No, it's more of a shiny, like a polished, unlacquered brass. So, And then, um, depending on like what line you're looking at, one of our lines, um, Waterworks, they're unlacquered brass. Is going to change in age over time too. So you'll kind of see a patina on it. It will become kind of, you know, coppery or almost green, and um, kind of age very nicely. Really? Yeah. So you're going
1: with a, a green patina, kind of natural look rather than yeah, constantly exactly. trying to keep things looking like they're brand new. You're actually accepting aging. Yeah. Americans aren't good you're at accepting
2: embracing it. Aging. No, not a lot, but <laughs> but it is coming. It is coming big in a big way.
1: And, and you're finding it's popular here in Minnesota? It Are is. Minnesotans embracing this trend?
2: Yeah, actually, um, it was kind of interesting because typically, you know, when things come over here, it starts on the coasts. And now um, we'll see things maybe, like, one to two years later um, uh, from it starting out on the coasts. And, and lately, like, the unlacquered brass, it, like, came and it was like, boom, it's here in Minnesota, too. So it's one of those trends that I think is really, like... I don't know, not, it's transcending the Midwestern values or whatever you want to say.
1: <laughs> it's so cool that Midwesterners, even
2: Midwesterners it. who
1: are usually very hesitant about anything new, yes. are embracing it. Yes. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, can people see this, uh, examples of this finish on your web, on, on the Montagio website?
2: Yes. You can see it on the Montagio website or on our, at our showroom. We have examples of it.
1: What is the Montagio website before I forget to ask you because I always do these things.
2: Sure. It's Montagio.net.
1: Montagio.net. Yep. Montagio.com. Get some kind of malware on your site.
2: I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm really glad that people are are embracing that because again, you know, it, it's so hard sometimes to get Midwesterners and Minnesotans to break away from what they they thought um are you finding that the majority of people who are doing this is this in new build construction uh are you selling this to builders who are doing it or is it more yeah so we
2: see it kind of all across the board so we do work a lot with architects designers and builders um and typically the architects or the designers are specifying um and then you know the homeowner um we get to meet too as, as they come into our showroom but um Yeah, typically the architects and designers specify, but we're seeing it all across the board, like from new home build to um, remodels to any of that, kind of incorporating these new fun finishes. That's
1: really cool. So you're working with architects. So how does that generally work? If someone's building a house, they're working with their architect, does the architect then bring the client to the Montagio showroom and look at everything? Yep.
2: Yep. Or the interior designer. Yep. Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. And interior designer, by the way, we should mention you're a member of the American Society of Interior Designers. I am. Which is absolutely great. Last week, we had Jennifer Austin McGrath.
2: Jennifer's awesome.
1: I love her. She was an absolute delight to have on the program. And, of course, we're partnering with ASID and having a lot of you guys, the ASID designers, on as guests. So we're going to have a chance to talk a lot about, you know, kind of trends that are going forward. Very cool. What about within kitchens and baths? Let me ask you this. A lot of people still kind of are afraid to get away from matching everything that they're putting together. Is that still the case? I mean, are you finding that people if in a bathroom choose a faucet of one kind, they want matching shower heads or are you mixing it up?
2: We do see a lot of that. I mean, you know, if somebody decides to go with with a newer finish, um, like a matte black or something on the faucet, typically the shower will want to be the same. but I mean, some people are incorporating mixing it up too. So we see a lot of like chrome um, mixed with um, matte black or what have you. So it's kind of fun.
1: I love the idea of this matte black, by the way. I've got to come up with it. It's very cool. This. It's very cool. Is it a problem if you have, say, hard water or something like that?
2: Gosh, I would maybe want to try it out, but mm-hmm. St. Louis Park water is very hard.
1: I don't live in St. Louis Park. Everything in St. Louis Park is hard. By the way, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not an easy place to do business. Well, I was
2: thinking. I was thinking of your showroom, but
1: the showroom, yes, because yes, you remember that it would always get some kind of buildup. But I used to live over in Deep Haven. We had well water and everything would get some kind of like rusty shade to it i would think the matte black would actually be good for something like that
2: yeah i kind of think so too but i guess i'll have to test them out Yeah, i don't have any working matte black right now
1: but so how would you do that i mean to say you wanted to test it would you have like a sample people could take home run it under the faucet see if it
2: well we do have like working faucets in the showroom so we would just probably move that to one of the working areas um and then try it out for a while and see what happens
1: makes sense and then in terms of the the faucets the hardware like that if you're using like a matte black do you would you potentially recommend matching hardware or something like that or or...
2: yeah yeah you sure can i mean with you know cabinet knobs and things like that you can you can certainly do the matching thing um but i think it's kind of cool to like keep the faucet its own thing and then have some knobs that are completely different maybe in the um chrome or satin nickel finish or something.
1: Yeah, mix it up and and kind of create some some visual...
2: Interest.
1: Well said. Some visual interest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, I like that. The Montagio showroom, by the way, down in the North Loop, I mean, have you got dozens of different samples to take a look
0: at? Yes.
2: we We show a lot. Yeah, we have a lot of different brands on the floor. Um, And we show a lot of different bathroom setups. We show um, toilets. We show... Um, kitchen faucets, bathroom faucets, a little bit of lighting. Oh, um, I didn't realize so.
1: you've got, you're running the whole gamut. Awesome. Yeah. And you've got incredibly good designers who can help people understand. Yes. Wonderful. All right. We're going to take uh, another quick break. Um, and uh, when we come back, we're going to be with uh, Kristen again. I'd like to remind you, you're listening to AM 950. Stick around.
0: She drank a glass of
1: This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then, swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find
0: anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. Considering replacing your vacuum, what do you do with the old one? Throw it in the garage? Worse yet, throw it in the garbage? How about trade it in and save? A1 Vacuum in Roseville has been around forever, and they take trade-ins. When you trade in your old vacuum, you save. So if it's time to replace that old clunker headed for the garage or landfill, bring it in to A1 Vacuum in Roseville. You can find A1 Vacuum at a-1vacuum.com or call 651-222 six three one six don't wait. Get Black Friday appliance savings now from Warner Stellion. Get the same great deal and be ready for the holidays. At Warner Stellion, we guarantee our Black Friday prices so you can buy now with confidence. Laundry pairs, dishwashers, refrigerators, entire kits and suites priced with unbeatable Black Friday discounts. Plus, you can trust our specialists to deliver and install your new appliances without worry. So why wait? Get Black Friday appliance savings while they last. From Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. Native Earth Radio is proud to announce we're adding an extra hour. One hour's too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. Great. More time for me to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national Native
1: news with reporters all around the country, Saturdays from 1 to 3
0: p.m. We are awake. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and streaming live on Facebook.
1: Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design, and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis' coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. You know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at
0: habitationdesign.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight will be cloudy with a low around 35. Tomorrow we'll see rain with a high near 45, Tuesday cloudy with a high near 41, Wednesday mostly cloudy with a high near 37, and Thursday mostly cloudy with a high near 33. Don't miss the Home Improvement and Design Expo this Saturday only at the Moundsview Community Center. Featuring up to 150 home improvement
1: companies, giveaways, and more. It's the Home Improvement and Design Expo this Saturday at the Moundsview Community Center.
0: See it all at expoguys.com. That's expoguys.com.
2: Took Felicia to Las Vegas, here's my story She spent the weekend eating chicken cacciatore But when I said, I'd like to
0: kiss you Felicia, no capicia the way she welcome back at the to Drink in the
1: funny. Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park. We're speaking with Kristen Melbestead, design consultant at Montagio at 150 North 2nd Avenue in Minneapolis. And Kristen is also the sponsorship committee chair for the Minnesota chapter of the American Society of Interior Designers. Kristen, welcome back yet again.
2: Thanks, Greg. I'm glad you're having me.
1: It's uh, it's, it's great to have you on the show. Are you enjoying the music?
2: I am enjoying the music.
1: Louis Prima. I like it. Louis Prima is not that well known. He is from kind of the mid fifties. It started as when he hit his, his heyday. And I've always kind of thought of him as a bridge between the crooners of the thirties and forties and the rock and roll of the fifties and sixties. He was huh. he was kind of this this interesting. In I know, it's totally cool. Yeah. He uh, he picked up a partner, Keely Smith, who is recently passed away but was i think she's recently passed away if she hasn't uh and she happens to be listening to drink in the style sorry keely (laughs) um (laughs) she was touring up until literally a year or two ago
2: wow
1: i know i know she was much younger than him so and they actually got married and it was a little bit of a controversy okay not the jerry lee lewis married my 12 year old cousin controversy but still a little bit of robbing the cradle sure. type of thing uh but louis prima uh and they put together a great pair of albums called wild cool, wild cool and Swingin'. i think it is uh of some of their biggest hits and it is just a great album it's highly recommended and providing all of our music today Um, So I mentioned ASID. Uh, I've also mentioned that uh, last week we had the new president, Jennifer Austin McGrath, on the program, and we were discussing the ASID's really great mission statement, Design Impacts Lives. What does it mean to you?
2: It's a very profound (laughs) statement. Um, I would say it basically means that, um, you know, design essentially impacts all aspects of, of a person's life, like making something beautiful and functional design-wise can impact the way that you physically, mentally, and emotionally think about things um, in your home, um, in your workplace. Um, I think it certainly can impact your happiness. Mm-hmm. So, There's
1: no question. I mean, your environment has influence over what you're you thinking. I mean. Starting with color, of course, and everybody knows that, you know, color is is critical. I mean, for a period of time, they were painting prisons pink to try to calm people down a little bit. Easy. I think that backfired uh, based on what I read. Maybe so. But it was an idea. But, you know, still, you put someone into a room that's fire engine red, you're going to find yourself in a very different, you know, Mood than you would be if something isn't like a calming blue,
2: yeah, and well, and that's why they say they paint restaurants red, right? like McDonald's because it makes you puts you in a mood like where you want to keep eating more makes
1: you hungry makes Absolutely you hungry true gets you fired up exactly right and the same is true of of design of the pieces that are coming through if you've got a cluttered messy house, mm-hmm. it's going to create cluttered messy thoughts
2: and stress you, and, and stress. chaos
1: absolutely true yeah. and the same is true of, of kitchens and baths actually because yes. there is impact you know every morning that you get up you know if you're if you're coming in and and you know in your bathroom is you know not well put together it's not it's not going to to put you in the right frame of mind to face the day or to yeah. put together.
2: and that's why i think it's also i mean it's about being beautiful but it's also about being functional and how it works right so if if the layout is such that it it Is not really if there's two people in the bathroom and you can't really work two people in the bathroom because it's just too small then it's it's not very functional so design is also about function and beauty too so
1: very true and now that's something that you work with clients on as well to try to maximize the space and try to make sure that it's functional and and beautiful Um, what about you know other types of limitations have you worked with folks you know uh, who have physical limitations for example are you taking into consideration consideration you know heights uh oh sure
2: of course yes and like i would say specifically with um you know Going into toilets, uh, like wall hung toilets, uh, you can really set them at any height. Versus, you know, the standard um, kind of more American um, toilet that we're used to is is really, you know, one height. And then there's an ADA height, which is just a little bit like one inch higher, but which everybody um, loves. Everybody loves.
1: The, remember the Seinfeld? Are you a Seinfeld fan?
2: Okay, it's been a long time. So it was I don't George
1: know. Costanza was thrilled because he got a job, and they thought that he he was uh, uh, handicapped, so they gave him his own office and they gave <laughs> him access to the. Uh, aid uh, the 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 higher toilet he was just so thrilled about he was
2: excited yeah but yeah so things like that you know you can adjust it um also we just like to understand our clients and see how how they're used to working like if they're working on a kitchen specifically how are they using it do they cook a lot or do they maybe not cook at all but they entertain or have people over a lot so we want to know these things so we can specify um you know the right sink and the right faucet and um functionally as well as beautiful
1: And you have the expertise in that because someone who's building a house and having built a house in the past, you are inundated with questions and decisions that have to be made. And you simply cannot think of everything. So you need experts who can come in and ask those types of questions. Definitely. Definitely, uh, it is. I mean, and that's you know, it's uh, it's the old Don Rumsfeld line. Uh, not that I want to quote Don Rumsfeld, but you know, you don't know. There are the known unknowns, the known knowns, and the unknown unknowns. And if you're not used to building a kitchen, you don't know what to think about beyond exactly. The basics.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, that's why it's it's so critical to work with someone who has expertise in that particular area What about quality of fixtures and things like that? How can a, a shopper a consumer uh, know if they're buying a quality item or not?
2: Sure well I would say you know just um, based off of, coming into the showroom and seeing something and touching and feeling um, a lot of our well, all of our faucets and fixtures, they're all brass fixtures, so they're very heavy. Um you can feel the weight of them. Um, you can actually use them. Some of them are working so you can see them being turned on and how they're how they're functional and things like that. But I think just you know really putting your hands on something, you can you can kind of tell the quality and and the finish too.
1: To a great extent. Yeah, it's absolutely true. If you go to like a big box store or something, everything is nailed down. Right. You can't really hold it. You can't really look inside at the at the guts. Right. What about where stuff is manufactured? Does the best stuff come out of one particular area or another?
2: So we have a lot of European brands, so a lot of them are manufactured in Germany. Um we do have like a few Italian, um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of coming from Germany.
1: German stuff is just I mean, do they make anything that's not good?
2: Well, it's very well engineered. It's very well thought through.
1: It's very true. well. Uh, you know, I never know if you're German when you might be. You know, going to war. So everything has to be durable, <laughs> one kind or another. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry, Germany. I don't want to pick on you. <laughs> Although, as a former, you know, pseudo historian, I, I have a philosophy that you know, the Germans started two world wars looking for a decent meal uh, <laughs> because they had already mastered all of the all of the hard stuff, and they just needed something that was a little more uh pleasurable overall <laughs> um the uh so Germany Italy also has a great manufacturing base, correct yeah, uh, for this yeah. type of stuff yeah. does it come from northern uh Italy for the most part does it not make a difference just whatever they're working on is is stuff that you've got brought in
2: yeah, I'm not really sure
1: I know right that was totally <laughs> oh. I, <laughs> I love the Italians too by the way, my dad used to tell me I'm a half Italian and he used to uh what was his favorite joke? Why was the entire new Italian navy built with glass-bottom boats? So they could see the entire old Italian navy.
2: Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> or what is the shortest book in history? Italian naval heroes.
2: Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, we're talking also about fixtures. We're talking about fixtures. What about tubs and sinks and you know porcelain things like that? What yeah. are you seeing in that space?
2: So we. I mean, we show a lot of, of, of different things. So in, in terms of tubs, we show, um, you know, maybe like a good, better, best kind of a thing. And so we'll show acrylic tubs. That's kind of our starting price point. Um, and then we go into um, kind of more of a matte um, engineered stone mixed with a resin um, for some of our, you know, higher premium brand tubs. Um and then, of course, China is always, um, you know, the, the porcelain China is always um, one of the staples in sinks and lavatories and things like that. Mm-hmm.
1: So. And you said like an, uh, an acrylic blended product? Uh,
2: no. So it's like a engineered stone, right? Um, so it's mixed with a resin to kind of hold it together. Okay. Um. But, yeah, and then it gives it this nice matte finish. Oh,
1: that sounds really, yeah. really cool.
2: It is really cool. And you can use that material for countertops or tubs or whatever.
1: Really? Yeah. I've heard that the trend is going away from granite countertops now and into some more interesting and diverse yeah. uh, areas. So this would fall in that category. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got it blended, is it durable? Is
2: it scratch-resistant? Oh, yes, yeah. So it is. It's scratch-resistant. Yeah. Um, and then there are two ways you can do it. You can do it either in a gloss finish or in a matte finish. Um, the matte's going to be if you if it does scratch, it's going to be a little bit easier to kind of buff it out um, and things like that. But oh, interesting. Yeah. So
1: it's I mean, because if you get a scratch in granite or a gouge at stone, you're done. I mean, you can...
2: Well, and it's a non-porous material too, so it's not going to soak up a stain like like say for example, if it's a white countertop, but you spill a glass of red wine on it, it's not going to soak up that stain. So,
1: oh, well, that's, that's key, especially in the about kitchen it or even in bathrooms or right. something like that. Can I tell a totally off-color story? Yes. So I've got. So we have a marble floor in our bathroom. Yeah. And it's white marble. Okay. And my wife really, really wanted it because you know it looks really cool and it looks it's like white in marble. A hotel. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. But we forgot to seal it. Oh no. And our little dog Ike.
2: Oh no. Is, is I know Ike. I know he's the
1: <laughs> most adorable little white puff ball. I you love just, Ike. He's adorable. He Actually, we'd sent him to military school uh, to try to break him of some of his bad habits. Uh, So we shipped him away for two weeks into North Dakota. Um, But one of the things he decided he could do, and this is unbelievable, but he's a Catan de Tuliar, which is, you know, this foo-foo dog. And he decided he could go to the bathroom in the bathroom. Oh, no. So he would try to pee on the toilet. And he has discolored the white marble flooring in our bathroom. And that's I,
2: really sad.
1: So do you have a no can you fit? Can you like bleach marble?
2: No, you really can't. <laughs> I mean it's a porous material that's soaked in.
1: And I get blamed for it too because I'm a guy. Oh man.
2: <laughs> I mean you was. let him in there again, didn't you? He, he just snuck in there, and we come <laughs> in, and they'd be
1: like, "Who, who, who did this?" I have the two others. The old daughters. was the dog excuse. I know, right? Oh
2: <laughs> man, that's bad. No, you're uh, gonna need a new floor.
1: He was, yeah, oh, thanks. Oh,
2: <laughs> Sorry.
1: god. I think we're just going to move. All right, uh, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be doing the Habitation Audio Log, uh, which is some interesting stuff, and we're going to give Kristen a chance to kind of grill the host a little bit if she'd like to. Stick around, as always. It's only going to be a few minutes.
0: I see your lips. Hi,
1: Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park
2: crooners lounge and supper club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function from weddings retirement parties business dinners or any special occasion crooners combines a dedicated full service special events team an award-winning chef and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today
1: Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Find a wide selection of outdoor hearth products at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Whether you prefer wood or gas, Woodland Stoves has the fire to fit your home. Pizza aficionados know nothing matches masonry oven baking for capturing flavor and nutrition. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces can easily install one in your home or business. Enthusiasts use these ovens year-round for bread making, wood roasting, even grilling. The mission and passion of Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces is to make the fire work for you. The way humans relate to fire is primordial. We have used fire to warm our bodies, cook our meals, and kindle our spirits. Our team has the know-how to do this in a clean, burning, and environmentally smart way. Visit our store and experience the diversity. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin. See us online at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that fits and works for you. Woodland stoves and fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time.
0: Straighten your tie Then she picks up the telephone And calls another guy you take her here and you take her there You'll find before you're through While you think you've been taking her She's been taking you She's a three-handed woman And she ain't no good for you
1: Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. We have reached the fourth and final segment of our broadcast. We've enjoyed the Americano. I'd like to encourage everybody to go to drinkinthestyle.com, where you can find uh, previous programs and also details on the cocktails that we have mixed. Um, And it is time to do the habitation audio log which is my weekly opportunity to create problems for myself (laughs) usually depending on who i pick on uh but this week we actually are not doing anything particularly dangerous uh we're going to delve into some opportunity discussion are you ready Kristen? i'm ready excellent all right habitation audio log installment 17 free money There's not much in life that is free, uh, but every now and then the universe tosses you a bone. Starting on November 8th, Habitation's finance partner, Synchrony Financial, will be offering free money. Now, truthfully, it's free for consumers, but it's not free for me. But I'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> Specific. I know, right? Nothing is. Specifically, starting this Thursday, the eighth, and running through December fifth, shoppers can get zero percent financing on purchases for a period of—wait for it—five full years five years five years Wow. legitimately shoppers uh uh sorry went through there uh the program will offer no interest on equal payment programs over 60 months which means that if you finance say five thousand dollars you will be paying only eighty three dollars a month for your new living room dining room or bedroom furniture wow i know the great deal it really is and the equal payment there are two different types there's the type that's completely free or free for like five years uh, and you can pay what you want but then you might get stuck with a giant bill at the end of five years this one breaks it up into even monthly installments so you know what you're necessarily paying yes. uh so what is behind the curtain in a word i am uh well in a word me uh here's how these programs work Finance companies make money either by charging the consumer interest or, as in this case, the retailers have to pay. A percentage of the total finance amount. When you see something uh, like 0% financing, you can be sure that somebody somewhere is making money. However, in order to spur sales, the finance companies occasionally offer stores a deeply discounted rate on financing that is the case here. I could always offer free financing for five years, but the cost is usually pretty high, which means that I need to build that cost into the price of the goods. Habitation doesn't play those games, but every now and then when a finance company offers the low uh, or offers to lower the cost of money to a point that I can use the finance incentives without a big too big a hit, I jump all over it. Did that make sense? Yeah. Excellent. All right. Uh, so there it is. Habitation will pick up the cost of financing your purchase without inflating its prices. This doesn't happen all that often, so in this case, you can legitimately say you have the opportunity to pick up a free lunch,
0: nice.
1: swing into Habitation Furnishing and Design for details, or visit Synchrony Financing online. Your choice. So there it is. Very usually, cool. Yeah. So usually, you know, if, if you know, a big box retailer is saying, you know, free financing, uh, you know that they're paying usually something like 20% is the cost on something like this. They've more or less cut the cost in half, which is affordable, or you can take that hit to the bottom line and pass, you know, the savings on to consumers, and that's what we're doing. So, folks, if you are looking for furniture and there is still time to place orders before the end of the year, um, it's a great time to stop into Habitation Furnishing and Design and uh, not take too big a hit in your wallet. Nice. Nice. Yeah, thank you. All right, so Kristen, you did a great job talking about Montagio, Montagio.net, yes. M-O-N-T-A-G-G-I-O. You
2: got it. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. perfect.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah. The, with, the, with the flourish and the G. G <laughs> What questions can I answer for
0: you?
2: Um, I just have a few, um, you know, kind of this time of year questions, like, what's your favorite scary movie? <gasps>
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, my favorite scary movie. It's actually a question I've been wrestling with a little bit because my daughters have wanted to watch scary movies, so we were wrestling with what is or isn't scarring. Sure. So we worked through... we recommended uh, and we watched the Blair Witch Project. Oh my
2: gosh! I was literally just thinking that in my head. Really? Yeah.
1: I love that movie. That
2: movie like scared the crap out of me as a little <laughs> kid. I was like so scared.
1: When it first came out, we saw it in the drive-in theater in a convertible, oh and I gosh. believe I put the top up just because I was kind of spooked. Yes. There's this one scene where they find a, like a, a handkerchief, and it's all bloody, and they and they open it up to look inside and you can't quite tell what it is that shows you what it is do you know the scene i'm talking about
2: not specifically
1: it's it's so creepy and they open it up and and you can't tell exactly what it is but i i looked it up later their teeth
2: (gasps) oh gosh
1: they had they the the witch had kidnapped the one guy josh as they would scream josh and uh and apparently he pulled out his teeth which is just horrifying and so disturbing so the Blair Witch Project is one okay the other one that we're gonna watch possibly uh, uh, around Thanksgiving or or, uh, uh, Halloween rather is uh, uh, Poltergeist
2: oh that's a scary one
1: Poltergeist was a terrifying terrifying movie and the hidden subplot are you watching the original oh yes okay was there a remake I thought so (gasps) Brett, was there a remake? I think there was and it was terrible. So was yeah, it? definitely watch the original. Oh, okay.
2: I yeah. thought there was.
1: As but... with most remakes, the, the original is always better. It? And you know and there was a secret uh what do you call it uh, uh easter egg in that one too. Did you know that the older daughter was supposed to have been pregnant? in it and they dropped little hints by her eating like pickles and all these other weird things and occasionally yeah. in scenes she has like hickeys on her neck oh no i know so it's like terrifying both from a supernatural perspective and from the perspective of a parent
2: yes <laughs> i'm glad you're sharing it with your children <laughs> that's lovely
1: i know right uh, The kids are not allowed to watch the show or listen to the show but uh yeah so Blair Witch and Poltergeist are my so two favorite two scary movies. Got it. Last year, I made the girls watch uh, Dracula and Frankenstein, the originals, just because there should be some context associated I with horror so. movies. I think so. That's good. Yeah. I will say the original Dracula is not particularly scary.
2: Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen the original. Really? Yeah.
1: It's only like like an hour and ten minutes. Okay. So it's really short, and it's basically just a creepy Eastern European dude walking around. <laughs> But if you read the book, actually, interesting about vampires, in the original Dracula, he is not a sexy figure, as he has kind of grown into. Okay. He is actually a repugnant figure, and one of the things that they talk about is that he had horrible Horrible breath. Oh no. Because he was a corpse. Right. And his insides were rotting and right. the blood that he would drink would coagulate and, and things like that. That
2: would make sense.
1: I know, right? So kind of disturbing. It, right. Yeah. yeah. Corpses should be made to be disturbing. It's yeah. hard to it was like if you ever watched uh uh True Blood and it's all about kind of, you know, the sexiness of being vampires. And I've always thought, how can you really find something that's purely room temperature and dead <laughs> all that sexy? Yeah. Sorry. This is why I don't let people ask me too many questions. What else can I answer for you, Kristen? Bail me out on this one. Good
2: one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to ask if you're going to dress up this year.
1: Actually, you know what? I did not dress up this year. Okay. Um, We have done Halloween parties uh, that we've enjoyed a great deal, Um, but I don't know. I hate to say it, but
2: I'm kind of over it. Really. I know. You don't think you'll be back into it next year? I don't think so. Really? I, I don't think so.
1: It's, you know, uh, it's just I, I, I'm over out of it. I'm kind of over Halloween parties, and I was kind of happy not to dress up this year.
0: What have you dressed up as
1: in years past? Most of the usual suspects. You know, I did the devil once because I have you know kind of a pointy beard, so it's a natural <laughs> for me to to do that. I uh, covered my face and everything in like red paint and uh red you know makeup And did
2: you have the horns
1: I did and the tail one year I did not have a tail one year I did come and I just got the uh, to a party and uh, uh a neighbor of ours uh Dory Schlemp, who is absolutely wonderful. Hi, Dory. Hi,
2: Dory. I know Dory. Oh, you know Dory? I know Dory. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, So she used to have a Halloween party every year that we would go to, and we absolutely loved going to. And one year, I basically just got these plastic ram horns that I glued to my head, and I went around telling people I was horny. Oh, my. (laughs) Does that count?
2: It sounds like something you would do. (laughs)
1: Of course it does. And then I also, uh, one year, I went as Tom Petters. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I just wore an orange prison suit and gave myself a despondent look. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, the pirate. you got to be a pirate from time to time. Um, Priest. A priest is an easy outfit. All you need is a black suit, a black mock turtleneck, and a white post-it note. Right. And you're good to go because I was raised Catholic.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you—yeah. I can't imagine you as a priest, (laughs) but—
1: Very few people can
2: make a good (laughs) Halloween costume. (laughs)
1: All right. Well, there it was. Um, Another point as we're coming up uh, on election day, by the way, which is uh, this coming Tuesday. uh, I would like to tell everybody, be sure to get out there and vote. This is a really, really important election. And if you bring your I voted sticker into habitation, I'll give you 20% off any order that you place on Tuesday. So we have drunk and uh, and talked our way through yet another episode on behalf of our expert mixologist. Me <laughs> and our guest, Kristen Melbastad from Montagio and the American Society of Interior Designers. I'd like to wish everyone good luck this coming week and to remind you that, in the words of saxophonist Charlie Parker, master your instrument, master the music, then forget it all and just play. Good night, everybody.
0: Pour the wine. tell you why the day is sunny. I'm in love with lips of honey. Will you see the way she walks? Hey, brother, pour the wine.